0: This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 527, the best version of me with Scott McIntosh. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins. The Positivity Psychologist, my job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink, who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio Returning to the show today is none other than Scott McIntosh. You might remember him about a decade ago. We had an episode where Scott and his wife, Becky, joined me here on the on the mic as they were talking about a viral post. Uh, Scott, I'm thinking back on this and uh, it, it was your claim to fame, wasn't it?
1: Oh my gosh, it was definitely, uh, yeah, the the thing that sometimes you don't get to choose what you want to be known for. And (laughs) and my son, after that event happened, he said, You know, this is definitely something that's going to be talked about at your funeral. And I thought, okay, yeah, if if we're talking about it again a few years down the road, I guess that's fine. But it went crazy. That was I've never people talk about viral. They're like, oh yeah, there was a hundred thousand people that saw this. No, this is millions and millions of people. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't even told people what it was yet.
0: You might even <laughs> remember this, you guys. Um, there was a picture. The, the the scenario, if I can tell just the brief version of it, Scott, you clear up anything I get wrong. But okay. uh, the brief version was your daughter. Um, had not chosen apparel that was approved to go out with the family for dinner. And, and, uh, as Becky asked her to change and she refused to do that, you decided to take matters into your own hands and you went in and changed into short shorts. I mean, shorty shorts. I mean, Daisy Dukes. I
1: mean, the pockets are hanging (laughs) out below the cutoff. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't that I just changed into him. I created him at that moment. I mean, I it wasn't like I had him laying
0: around. (laughs) Meanwhile, the kids are in the car waiting to go out to dinner. Right. They're buried in their phones. You you check yourself out in the mirror. It's not quite short enough yet. So you cut them off a little more. You're just trying to make a point. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and to have a parenting moment. And uh, you went out and got into the truck. The kids didn't even notice. And you're fully committed by now. So you just go to the restaurant. And as you get out, that's when your kids realize dad's wearing shorty shorts. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) And they they weren't supposed to go. It wasn't supposed to leave the house. It was going to be a funny moment at the home. But because Mm -hmm. they sat in the back of that vehicle with the door wide open, me standing there and them not noticing me, I was like, Okay, how committed am I? I've got to take this to the level where they notice it. I can't say, hey guys, look at me. I I had to, it just had to just kind of fall into place. And so I, you know, just move forward naturally. And so, I just looked at my wife. I started the truck and she about died. I mean, she had the look of fear in her eyes that I've never seen before. And (laughs) we went to town and got out, went into a restaurant. I had to act like I owned the place. Yeah, it was. (laughs)
0: Well, (laughs) I can't believe it. But I remember it was one of your kids snapped a picture of you as you were there waiting. Yes. uh, For the order. And that's the picture that got posted and went viral. And I remember in the picture, Scott, you were wearing a T-shirt that said, best dad (laughs) ever. (laughs) Yeah, I did. But I mean, by the next day, it was all over the Internet. And this was a decade ago. I mean, we didn't, things didn't even move as fast back then as they do now. Right, right. Um, But it just went viral. You guys ended up on Rachel Ray and you had all kinds of media appearances and it just went crazy from there. Um, yeah, that I I don't know if you're glad that that's your claim to fame.
1: <laughs> um, it's it's funny. It doesn't get talked about as much as it used to, for sure. But uh, yeah, but it, it's funny. I mean, it's it's fun to know that. You know, I watch Jay Leno, I watched Jimmy Fallon, I watch the Today Show, and all of them were talking either about me or to me. You know, and so mm-hmm. it, it was fun to get interviewed by the Today Show and and Good Morning America. But but yeah. it's like. You know, I, I surely didn't want the wrong message going out then. And and I've really actually changed even my message since then is the fact then um, it was so borderline that it felt like shaming my daughter. You know, and that was mm-hmm. the furthest thing from the case. It was it was more of I just we're going to have a funny moment. My daughter knows my sense of humor. We're just going to laugh about this and, and address something that was important to me but in a humorous way. And Mm -hmm. so I'm glad it went the direction that it did because it tried to go other ways um, for a bit. But uh, most of the people jumped online. Even one of the local news channels did a thing on shaming later and they came and interviewed me and she didn't tell me it was on shaming. She just told me she wanted to interview me. Uh, you know, we thought the interview went well, and, uh, and it comes to find out we're actually good friends now. She, we have a lot of conversations back and forth. She's just, you know, we have become friends. But uh, but when she left, she she sent me a note a couple of days later. And says, hey, it's not actually going to air on Tuesday like I told you. It's going to be Wednesday because Tuesday is about um, parents who shame their kids. And and she says, and when I got out there thinking that that's what you had done, she says I found out fast that you had not. And she says, so we're going to do a backup segment on the following night of parents who have done things right, the the correct way of parenting. And so anyway, that that was really good, and and uh, and it opened up a whole new area of discussion. But the biggest thing I my takeaway from that whole event. Was that my daughter was pretty awesome and she was amazing. She was very intelligent. Yeah. She's smart. She she liked to wear shorts that I didn't necessarily approve of. But what the heck was I up with? You know, all, all I could see was the shorts, and I I kind of lost sight of how amazing she was and all the great things that she was doing. And so yeah. the takeaway for me was probably bigger than anybody else's takeaway um, of how I got short sighted. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's all it's all. Past I see what you did there, about. Scott. You got short sighted. I heard what you did, though. Oh, yeah. I hadn't (laughs) thought of the pun. Yeah, dang. Pun not (laughs) intended, but it was a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh
0: Well, Scott, this has led you, and I've watched your journey, you and Becky, as you've uh, grown through this experience, and you've had a platform where you're both speaking to groups and sharing messages. Um, you've had other adventures in your family uh, when your when your son came out, for example, yeah, absolutely. and trying to wrap your heads around that and dealing with the dynamics. And as as I've watched your journey from a, a little bit of a distance, I mean, we've been friends that entire time. Right. But as I've as I've watched that journey. I've seen both you and Becky evolve into this position where you are such strong advocates of acceptance and inclusion and and starting with ourselves, you know, accepting who we are. Mm -hmm. And then when you and I connected again uh, very recently at a humanitarian event, um, you you told me that you've published another book. (laughs) and it's right along those lines from what i understand
1: yes Yes. tell us about your new book what's what's going on with that okay well my book let me get it for you right here it's a silly willy and uh (laughs) anyway a little frog hanging off of a branch but it was a it wasn't that I went out looking for that. I haven't gone out looking for any of this. It's so weird yeah. how I, I talk about it. I, I you know, you and I both have pretty strong faith in God and and uh, and him kind of guiding us and leading us the directions if we're willing to accept that. and mm-hmm. and I just feel so strong that we've been little things that 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 moment, with the the shorts and, and all of that type of stuff just launched us into not what he needed us in, but launched us into where we were feeling comfortable with getting in the public's eye a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh and then uh anyway our son came out and and it just, uh, just that changed directions. All of a sudden, a thing that I kept telling my wife, this is your thing, this is your thing, that's not my thing. My my platform is gonna be this and and your platform can be that. And if you want to speak on that, that's great, but that's not my thing. Well, I just saw so many fathers who were just dealing with the pain of not knowing how to be a father in a situation when their son comes out, them not understanding yeah. with all of their, you know masculinity and manliness and testosterone. Just like, I don't understand what this kid's coming from. And so, you know what, let's just get him out of the way. Let's get him out of our house because I don't need that in my life. You know, I just saw so much of that, of parents leaving their their kids um, to hang on to their faith or leaving their faith to hang on to their kids. And I just, Becky and I were just concerned. And it wasn't like, hey, let's go do something to to change the world. We just keep acting on these feelings that we have. And, yeah. and Becky just, you know, it just felt a, de- a desire to start a blog. And she started blogging about it. Well, the, the church that we're members of, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they reached out to us and wanted to do a video on our family. Like what what you guys are doing is right. You're hanging on to your faith and you're hanging on to your family. How are you doing that? Because so many people can't see a way to do that. And Mm -hmm. so we did a video for them. And then that led into one of the big major publishing companies coming to Becky and saying, hey, we'd like you to do a a book um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we love your video and and you need to do a book so parents can understand how to deal with this. And so she writes this book that's just, I mean, it's just off the charts of, of where we've gone with this. And I keep looking at her and just and just laughing and just saying, this is almost comical that if we give, I, I, I'm, I'm an old cowboy. So I always say, if we give the reins to God and let him steer the horse, all we got to do is keep the spurs and the ribs. If we keep the spur to the ribs, the horse keeps moving forward and just let God guide us where, where he wants to go. And, and that's kind of what we feel like we've been doing. And so we speak to groups, you know, of uh, youth groups. And, and it, the other day we were asked to do a youth group. And then it changed And he called us back and says, uh, we decided to go bigger and go for the the whole group of people, our whole uh, church congregation And, uh, and because we think it would be beneficial to all of them. And then when Mm -hmm. they learned more about us, they said, you know what? We're opening this up to like the seven or nine groups. War, or they call them wards and stakes. I don't know how many people understand that, yeah. but we're going to open it up to the bigger area of the nine church congregations and bring them all together with everybody, all, the whole family, because we think this is so important. And, wow. and we're just like, we're just seeing things happen like that. And we love going and speaking to these groups and, and people talk to us forever after and just want to hug us and say, Oh my gosh, that's been so helpful. Cause I just didn't know what to do. Uh, I'm just seeing people paralyzed and, and some stupid little hunter cowboy guy from Lehigh, Utah is somehow wore some short shorts to launch this whole thing. I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me, but it just <laughs> we've just followed the path and it's led us to where we're able to help people. And and that's what the whole bottom line is. We just love doing it. And so the book that I've got now just came from that. It just kind of evolved. Yeah. Where I was, any book I would have ever written would have been about um, hunting. <laughs> yes, you know me. That, that's <laughs> well, and I, you do that's some. All I talk about. You do some but fun cowboy poetry. and I some do things cowboy like poetry. That. Yes, yeah. and and this, but this is just. I, I keep telling Becky, I didn't choose my platform; it chose me. And right. for some reason, we were just that. willing to accept it and and stand up and and talk about it where other people may not have been. And so it's been it's been a wonderful journey. But this book, probably because of the way my mind had changed and started thinking differently of people who feel shunned, people who feel shame, who, people who feel like they don't fit in, I've started taking a step back and putting myself in their shoes more. And so because of that, I've my mind, I guess, is allowed to wander. And so one Sunday morning... Um, I was just sitting there in my home waiting for Becky to come downstairs. I had my grandkids sitting around. They were running around playing. And all of a sudden, thoughts just started rushing through my head. And so I, I just grabbed some paper and wrote it down. And Becky came down. and I said, I just wrote a poem. And she says, oh, really? And you mentioned I, I do some cowboy poetry. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote this poem. It had nothing to do with cowboy. It was like a whole different direction of anything I'd ever done. And I read it to her. And she just sat there and said, oh, my gosh. That needs to be a children's book. And yes. I said, oh, nobody's going to care about that. And she says, no, I'm serious. So she had been published because of her publisher. So she reached out to them and says, hey, my son's or my son. I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> You're my, one of my, Becky's kids. My, yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> husband has written a, a, a children's book. and And we're just wondering if you guys would be interested in looking at it. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, but we don't do children's books. And and she's like, okay, okay, that's fine. Well, my daughter-in-law, we she's very talented, um, gifted, and, and everything in art. So we went to her, gave her the manuscript, and said, hey, what do you think about this? She goes, oh, my gosh, I love it. She started uh, writing or drawing, I mean, and uh, and she started sending me pictures. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I was blown away with the artwork. And so... Mm-hmm. When it was all complete, we took all those segments and we sent them to uh, Becky's you know, publisher and said, hey, this is what we've got. We know you don't do children's books. Could you give us somebody who does and uh, you know, give us a name of somebody who does? And they, immediately they came back with, oh, my gosh, we love this. We are publishing this book. And so anyway, that's where it went. And so it went to the publisher. It's out now. It's on Amazon. And. You know, it's just it's just fun. I mean, because it's, it's I don't know, it's just quirky and fun, but it's but it has an important message. And I, I love it when I hear from teachers of elementary schools who just reach out to me and say, hey, you know, somebody gave me this book and I read it to the class. I just love the lesson. And so anyway, that's mm-hmm. we're at.
0: when you mentioned the message, Scott, and thank you for sharing all of the context around this, because you've been on a journey. Over the last right. decade or two, it, it, it's not what you would have pictured for your life, um, but it's taught you everything that you needed to to summarize this in. Now, you called it a children's book. Right. But I want to just acknowledge that we are all children at some level. <laughs> and I'm yes. thinking of, of our mutual friend, Kirk Weisler, also, who uh, wrote the book, The Dog Poop Initiative great it, book it looks like a children's book but you know the number one purchaser of this book is boeing corporation really? <laughs> and they buy it for their employees and it's been translated into four languages sometimes the simplest ideas captured in a way that a child could understand it can help us as adults to connect with with principles that are profoundly important and yes. And I'm seeing this in your book, too, Scott, because you are already a unique human being. So your story, I mean, and you can share with our audience a little bit about what the story is. is this frog who thinks that he needs to be or should be something other than what he is right and and when when it comes down to the to the crux of it, the best version of you is exactly who you already are. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of my takeaways from the book, but maybe you could share a little bit more about how that. It, how
1: that is, it is. It's just, um, th- this frog goes to school, um, just like so many kids do and, and they get told things different. They've been raised in a home where everything that they were was accepted and was fine. And then they get to school where they're amongst, a, a bigger diversity of people. And and they all think that their way is the correct way and their way to do things is the right way. So they start expressing to this frog that he he needs to be a dog, you know, that being a dog is better than being a frog. And and he buys buys into that. And he and he comes home and he tells his mom that he wants to be a dog and change his name to Fred and and he'll, you know, chase balls and he'll catch and run mm-hmm. and do all these different things. And, and then the mom has to step up to the plate and remind him that, you know, dogs have fleas and they'll, they'll attach themselves (laughs) to your ears, you know, and, and they'll, uh, you know, it's not all good. And, and how silly he's going to look sitting on a, on a lily out in the middle of a pond as a dog, because as a dog, he's going to fall in, he's going to cave in on that lily. And so all these things that he loved swimming with his friends and he loved catching flies and all the things that he loved doing as a frog. She had to point out to him that he wasn't going to be able to do those anymore if he, if he was a dog. And so then this big light comes on in his head of how, yeah, he just realizes that he loves being a frog and he's not going to listen to that outside, outside noise anymore. He's going to be who he was meant to be. And that was a frog. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, the overall message in a nutshell um but it's all to rhyme and it's all with some beautiful pictures and and cute mm-hmm, little things mm-hmm. that she's added to it and i mean there's this bee uh, a bee is on every page it's either sitting on the branch or doing something has nothing to do with the story but this cute little bee is everywhere it's just, she has done so much to to just bring it to life so yeah with the illustrations and the yes. fun rhymes it's it's a great way to
0: capture a principle, a concept. And as, as our listeners, any of you who are listening right now, I just want you to consider for a minute that you are already the best you. And we can go out there and improve. I'm not saying that we can't go, you know, do personal development, self-improvement. But I think we get trapped in our, our head a lot about, well, I should be this, or I, I, I would really rather be that. Your book points out, Scott, that there's upsides and downsides to everything. Absolutely. And it's easy to look at someone else, make those comparisons, and get trapped in this head trash around, I need to be different from who I actually am. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love the context as you shared a story about your daughter. And we, d- we didn't talk a lot about your son, but the the adventures you and Becky have had as parents, as you've come to more profoundly understand that they don't need to be anyone different from who they are. They're already the best version of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Well, we all know that, uh, you know, comparison is the robber of joy. And so, yeah, any yeah. any time we compare ourselves to somebody else or another situation, I, I don't know how many times I went into one of our National Speakers Association meetings. Thinking, you know, hey, I'm feeling confident. I like what I'm doing. I like this, this and this. And then a presenter, you know, gets up and, uh, you know, namely Dan Clark or Chad hymus or one mm-hmm. of these guys, Jason, you know, or, or Ty, any of these guys that we just absolutely love and we're work. And, and I sit there and think, oh, I need to do, I need to implement things like that. I need to do this. I need to do that. And, and really, I, I want to become them. And and it's mm. there are things that are takeaways that are great about them, but I don't need to become them. They're already them. Um, Kevin Hall always talks about that, that we are, each one of us, every person is an unrepeatable miracle. Not just we're right. all different. Each one of us is an unrepeatable miracle. If we... Yes grasped onto that that understanding of who we are is so significant um i have a i wasn't going to go down this road but i could tell you this poem that i have another poem that i wrote i probably no. need to write it into a children's book i hope i don't screw it up because i haven't said it lately um but it goes like this uh today you are you that's truer than true there's nobody alive who is you or than you Well, Dr. Seuss was the lad who believed in that fad, and to not understand it is sadder than sad. So just be your you, because no one knows who. Your you will affect and help them come through. We all need each other, like sister or brother, to just be ourselves and not smother the other. Your you's not a fraud, and for this I applaud. For he who made you, we know him as God." It's it's just <laughs> I mean to take this the poem from Dr Seuss who we just think is amazing I mean, mm-hmm. um, he's <laughs> none, none no poet more notarized than Dr Seuss right and and he and he and his poem's amazing but for some reason the day I read it it just hit me that I needed to add to one of the greatest poets ever <laughs> ever that ever wrote school so right. innovate it. Yeah. So anyway, I come up with that poem, but it's just I just I believe so wholeheartedly that God gave each one of us distinct, unrepeatable miracle talents, gifts, all those kinds of things that are so unique to us. And it's our job to share them. You know, yeah, you're right. We need to be better in certain aspects. But there's God given gifts and talents that each of us have that sometimes we hold in. We are afraid to to express and let and let people see it. Right. Well, Scott, you've illuminated
0: some really cool things for us here today. I want to remind people about the book is called Silly Willie. Can you remember that? It's pretty <laughs> simple. Get it for your kids, but get it for you too. And you can find that on Amazon. Look it up under the author Scott McIntosh. And you'll find it. There's there's this cute little picture of a frog right on the front of the book, and you'll know that you're in the right place. Scott, thank you so much for joining me again here at Live On Purpose
1: Radio. I love it. Thanks for, thanks for the invite. It's always a joy to be with you, but it's always fun to talk about meaningful subjects. I agree.
0: You guys have heard it from one of the masters right there under Dr. Seuss somewhere. (laughs) You guys go out there and use what you've, you've gained today to live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.